We continue with the reading of the fourth commandment printed on the sheet. Honor your father and mother that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise our parents or superiors nor provoke them to anger, but honor, serve, obey, love, and esteem them. These are God's words. Please be seated. Dear students, faculty, and staff, it is good to be back here again today uh, sharing the word of God. I know already you've studied three of the commandments, and we're going to continue today with the fourth. But just a quick review, the first commandment, having no other gods and loving and trusting in him above anything else and everyone else. Certainly honoring God's name, that second commandment, and calling on that name in prayer, and also in worship of God, finding true rest in Christ and in his, through his word. Today we have the fourth commandment, which begins in a section, a new section. The old was our relationship with God, one, two, and three. And now from four through 10, it's our relationship flowing out of our relationship with God, but with other people. We read from Exodus 20, verse 12, which says, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So uh, what this is telling us is that God isn't always working directly with each one of us. He is working through people. They uh, are his hands, so to speak, to carry out the work that he wants to have done. And it's all for your good, this authority that he has established. Uh, it, it's, it starts in the home with parents and their family, but it, it doesn't just stay there. It extends from that into many areas of authority. Uh, the Apostle Paul, in writing to Timothy, talked about honor that should be given to those who teach the word. And for, uh, for you, that would, could be pastors, it could be your professors here. He also wrote to servants, people that are basically common workers, that they should obey those who had uh, the rule over them. And in Romans 13, verse 1, Paul included the government where he wrote, everyone must submit to the governing authorities, for no authority exists except by God. And the authorities that exist have been established by God. So we know that that's what God demands of us, not suggests, but demands it. It's a commandment. But why is it so hard for us to carry this out? Well, partly it's our sinful nature. You know, we just don't want to obey we think we know better. And partly it's the failings of people that are in authority. They disappoint us so often. Who hasn't disagreed with parents as they were growing up? Who hasn't had others in authority um, where we just couldn't see what, are, what in the world are they thinking about? Whether it's the president or the governor, or some local officials or law enforcement people. Also, there's times where pastors and professors seem to be talking, they're just not connecting to us. And so it's hard to relate and then also to um, honor them. Even sometimes, maybe you've already had employers that have really been rough and too demanding. 
And yet, God demands that you obey and honor them, respect them. Well, to help us uh, in following what this commandment is saying, as best we can as sinners, uh, let's look at a certain number of points here. And the first one is that we should remember that by honoring and obeying them, that is, those in authority, we are honoring our God who saved us. We are honoring our God who established these vocations for your good. I think of an Old Testament example during the time of the prophet Elisha. There was a Jewish girl who was taken captive by the enemy, and she was made a servant in the household of the very general of the enemy army. He contracted leprosy. Now, I don't know how you would feel, but I'd be thinking in my mind, you got what you deserve for taking me away from my family. But what does she do? She esteemed him and said, I know of a prophet named Elisha who knows the true God who can heal you. And so you see in the end, rather than some argument or other things are going on, God is honored as she honored this person who was now over her. Secondly, remember that God has placed you where you are for his reasons. And even though you may not understand why that is, he does have a reason. I'm sure that happened along with Queen Esther, you know, made queen of Persia. She's still under the king. And the king makes these various demands. And she's going to honor that. She's going to obey that. That's what happened to the king before she disobeyed, or the queen before. But she followed. And God used her to save her people from destruction, if you remember the story. So when you humbly honor those who are in authority over you, whatever positions that may be, God can accomplish good through you and by what you do. There is one exception to that, of course. You have times where if parents, leaders in government, or even in church or school tell you to do something evil, something that's clearly against the commands and teachings of God, then those people are out of order. Those people are now representing the devil instead of God. And so the first commandment always takes priority. As the apostles said, we must obey God rather than men. Again, think of the example of Daniel, the royal advisor, when there was an edict passed that you could only pray to the king and not to anyone else. He continued to pray to God because he knew those commandments, as you're learning or reviewing here. I also think of the disciples of Jesus. Jesus commanded them, go out and tell people about me. And even though the Jewish authorities said, you cannot, we forbid you to speak in the name of Jesus, they continued to preach exactly as he commanded. Because they were sure, now this isn't something that they chose on their own. Oh, I'm going to decide to disobey. It was something that they knew was God's will and his command, and they followed and were right. A third reason why we should respect authority is God's promise, the promise 
of a long life in the Old Testament, on the land that you live. Paul generalized that blessing when he wrote to the Ephesians in chapter 6. He said, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long, a long life on the earth. What do you mean by long life? Well, Martin Luther gave a little summary of that, saying it's if your government's at peace, uh, you, you have family with no problems, good health, loving family, faithful friends. The blessings of life, when you follow this order that God has established, in general, this is the way life will be for you. On the other hand, we have examples from the Bible where people rebelled against authority and shortened their lives. Like I think of King David's son, Absalom, who rebelled and ended up dying very young. And there was a, a priest named Eli, he had two very wicked sons who also died uh, in earlier than they should have in rebellion. When you and I consider how many times we have disobeyed or when we haven't loved and honored as we should, what kind of blessings should we deserve? Should it be long, peaceful life? No, it shouldn't. But God is patient. God is loving. He's always calling us to turn away from whatever sins they are, including our sins of lack of esteem and love for others in authority. And he knows, he calls us to find that forgiveness that only his son can give. Did you ever wonder why Jesus didn't just come as a man? Why did he have to come as a little baby? Well, one of the reasons, so he could keep the fourth commandment, right? He obeyed Mary and Joseph day in and day out, whether they were reasonable or not. He, as a, as a teen, honored those rabbis that taught him in their Sabbath school. And of course, as a man, he lived in perfect obedience to his heavenly father. You talk about somebody that deserved a good life, a long life, a life in heaven. It was Jesus, but you know what he did. He allowed those in authority, the priests, to wrongly accuse him. He allowed the governor and his authority to wrongly condemn and execute him on a cross, all so that he could die for your sins, pay for them in full. And now through Jesus, as we trust in him, God sees us as if we are perfectly obedient to those in authority. By grace, through Jesus as our Savior, we know we're going to be in heaven someday where there will be perfect order and all the honor will go to God. Well, we're not there yet. Now, some of you, I imagine it won't be too much longer before you're going to be graduating. And where will you go from there? Some are going to get married. You'll have children. You'll be the ones now that children are going to look up to. Or you're going to go out in your community and you're going to have leadership there, whether it be in a church or a school or in jobs. Are you ready to take the role of authority 
rather than just be the one who's always saying, yes, I'll do what you tell me? If you follow the fourth commandment, you will be ready because you'll understand how God has set up these roles of authority and you are following them as God wants you to do. To help you do that, of course, continue to worship God, call on his name, know that he is the one true God that you want to represent, whether you're serving or in a role of authority. You can do this because this is God's plan in the fourth commandment. Let us pray. Please stand. Our loving God, you've commanded us to honor our fathers and mothers and all others with proper authority. Give us wisdom and patience to follow your will so that we don't despise anyone in authority. Forgive us for Christ's sake when we sin and help us to serve and obey as we should. We pray to the honor of your name. Amen. Let's close with the hymn. the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide with you all. Amen.